the sixth book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil schempf the sixth book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument minerva in a vision stands before nausicaa and commands she to the flood her weeds should bear for now her nuptial day was near nausicaa her charge obeys and then with other virgins plays their sports make waked ulysses rise walk to them and beseech supplies of food and clothes his naked sight puts the other maids afraid to flight nausicaa only boldly stays and gladly his desire obeys he furnished with her favours shown attends her and the rest to town another argument zeta here olive leaves to hide shame began the maid receives the naked man the much sustaining patient heavenly man whom toil and sleep had worn so weak and wan thus won his rest in mean space pallas went to the phaeacian city and ascent that first did broad hyperia's lands divide near the vast cyclops men of monstrous pride that preyed on those hyperians since they were of greater power and therefore longer there divine nausinous dwelt not but arose and did for scaria all his powers dispose far from ingenious art inventing men but there did he erect a city then first drew a wall round then he houses builds and then a temple to the gods the fields lastly dividing but he stooped by fate dived to the infernals and alcinous sate in his command a man the gods did teach commanding counsels his house held the reach of grey minerva's project to provide that great-souled ithacus might be supplied with all things fitting his return she went up to the chamber where the fair descent of great alcinous slept a maid whose parts in wit and beauty wore divine deserts well decked her chamber was of which the door did seem to lighten such a gloss it bore betwixt the posts and now flew ope to find the goddess entry like a puff of wind she reached the virgin bed neat which there lay two maids to whom the graces did convey figure and manners but above the head of bright nausicaa did pallas tread the subtle air and put the person on of dymas's daughter from comparison exempt in business naval like his seed minerva looked now whom one year did breed with bright nausicaa and who had gained grace in her love yet on her thus complained nausicaa why bred thy mother one so negligent in rights so stood upon by other virgins thy fair garments lie neglected by thee yet thy nuptials nigh which rich in all attire both thou shouldst be and garments give to others honouring thee that lead thee to the temple thy good name grows amongst men for these things they inflame father and reverend mother with delight come when the day takes any wink from night let's to the river and repurify thy wedding garments my society shall freely serve thee for thy speedier aid because thou shalt no mote stand on the maid best of all phaeacia woo thy grace where thou wert bred and owest thyself a race up and stir up to thee thy honoured sire to give thee mules and coach thee and thy tire 
veils girdles mantles early to the flood to bear in state it suits thy high-born blood and far more fits thee than to foot so far for far from town thou knowest the bath founts are this said away blue-eyed minerva went up to olympus the firm continent that bears in endless being the deified kind that's neither soused with showers nor shook with wind nor chilled with snow but where serenity flies exempt from clouds and ever beamy skies circle the glittering hill and all their days give the delights of blessed deity praise and hither pallas flew and left the maid when she had all that might excite her said straight rose the lovely morn that did upraise fair-veiled nausicaa whose dream her praise to admiration took who no time spent to give the rapture of her vision vent to her loved parents whom she found within her mother set a fire who had to spin a rock whose tincture with sea-purple shined her maids about her but she chanced to find her father going abroad to council called by his grave senate and to him exhaled her smothered bosom was love sire said she will you not now command a coach for me stately and complete fit for me to bear to wash at flood the weeds i cannot wear before repurified yourself it fits to wear fair weeds as every man that sits in place of council and five sons you have two wed three bachelors that must be brave in every day's shift that they may go dance for these three last with these things must advance their states in marriage and who else but i their sister should their dancing rites supply this general cause she showed and would not name her mind of nuptials to her sire for shame he understood her yet and thus replied daughter nor these nor any grace besides i either will deny thee or defer mules nor a coach of state and circular fitting at all parts go my servants shall serves thy desires and thy command in all the servants then commanded soon obeyed fetched coach and mules joined in it then the maid brought from the chamber her rich weeds and laid all up in coach in which her mother placed a mond of victuals varied well in taste and other junkets wine she likewise filled within a goatskin bottle and distilled sweet and moist oil into a golden cruise both for her daughters and her handmaids use to soften their bright bodies when they rose cleansed from their cold baths up to coach then goes the observed maid takes both the scourge and reins and to her side her handmaid straight attains nor these alone but other virgins grace the nuptial chariot the whole bevy placed nausicaa scourged to make the coach mules run that neighed and paced their usual speed and soon both maids and weeds brought to the riverside where baths for all the year their use supplied whose waters were so pure they would not stain but still ran fair forth and did more remain apt to purge stains for that purge stain within which by the water's pure store was not seen these here arrived the mules uncoached and drave up to the gulfy river shore that gave sweet grass to them the maids from coach then took their clothes and steeped them in the sable brook then put them into springs and trod them clean with cleanly feet adventuring wagers then who should have soonest and most cleanly done 
when having thoroughly cleansed they spread them on the flood shore all in order and then where the waves the pebbles washed and ground was clear they bathed themselves and all with glittering oil smoothed their white skins refreshing then their toil with pleasant dinner by the riverside yet still watched when the sun their clothes had dried till which time having dined nausicaa with other virgins did at stool-ball play their shoulder-reaching head-tires laying by nausicaa with wrists of ivory the liking stroke struck singing first a song as custom ordered and amidst the throng made such a show and so past all was seen as when the chaste-born arrow-loving queen along the mountains gliding either over spartan tagetus whose tops far discover or eurymanthus in the wild boar's chase or swift-hooved heart and with her jove's fair race the field nymphs sporting amongst whom to see how far diana had priority though all were fair for fairness yet of all as both by head and forehead being more tall latona triumphed since the dullest sight might easily judge whom her pains brought to light nausicaa so whom never husband tamed above them all in all the beauties flamed but when they now made homewards and arrayed ordering their weeds disordered as they played mules and coach ready then minerva thought what means to wake ulysses might be wrought that he might see this lovely sighted maid whom she intended should become his aid bring him to town and his return advance her mean was this though thought a stool-ball chance the queen now for the upstroke struck the ball quite wide off the other maids and made it fall amidst the whirlpools at which out shrieked all and with the shriek did wise ulysses wake who sitting up was doubtful who should make that sudden outcry and in mind thus strived on what a people am i now arrived at civil hospitable men that fear the gods or dwell injurious mortals here unjust and churlish like the female cry of youth it sounds what are they nymphs bred high on tops of hills or in the founts of floods in herby marshes or in leafy woods or are they high-spoke men i now am near i'll prove and see with this the wary peer crept forth the thicket and an olive bough broke with his broad hand which he did bestow in covert of his nakedness and then put hasty head out look how from his den a mountain lion looks that all embrued with drops of trees and weather-beaten hued bold of his strength goes on and in his eye a burning furnace glows all bent to prey on sheep or oxen or the upland heart his belly charging him and he must part stakes with the herdsman in his beast's attempt even where from rape their strengths are most exempt so wet so weather-beat so stung with need even to the home-fields of the country's breed ulysses was to force forth his access though merely naked and his sight did press the eyes of soft-haired virgins horrid was his rough appearance to them the hard paths he had at sea stuck by him all in flight the virgins scattered frighted with this sight about the prominent windings of the flood all but nausicaa fled but she fast stood pallas had put a boldness in her breast and in her fair limbs tender fear compressed and still she stood him as resolved to know what man he was 
or out of what should grow his strange repair to them and here was he put to his wisdom if her virgin knee he should be bold but kneeling to embrace or keep aloof and try with words of grace in humblest suppliance if he might obtain some cover for his nakedness and gain her grace to show and guide him to the town the last he best thought to be worth his own in weighing both well to keep still aloof and give with soft words his desires their proof lest pressing so near as to touch her knee he might incense her maiden modesty this fair and filed speech then shewed this was he let me beseech o queen this truth of thee are you of mortal or the deified race if of the gods that the ample heavens embrace i can resemble you to none above so near as to the chaste-born birth of jove the beamy cynthia her you full present in grace of every godlike liniment her goodly magnitude and all the address you promise of her very perfectness if sprung of humans that inhabit earth thrice blessed are both the authors of your birth thrice blessed your brothers that in your deserts must even to rapture bear delighted hearts to see so like the first trim of a tree your form adorn a dance but most blessed he of all that breathe that hath the gift to engage your bright neck in the yoke of marriage and deck his house with your commanding merit i have not seen a man of so much spirit nor man nor woman i did ever see at all parts equal to the parts in thee to enjoy your sight doth admiration seize my eyes and apprehensive faculties lately in delos with a charge of men arrived that rendered me most wretched then now making me thus naked i beheld the burthen of a palm whose issue swelled about apollo's fane and that put on a grace like thee for earth had never none of all her sylvan issue so adorned into amaze my very soul was turned to give it observation as now thee to view o virgin a stupidity past admiration strikes me joined with fear to do a suppliant's due and press so near as to embrace thy knees nor is it strange for one of fresh and firmest spirit would change to embrace so bright an object but for me a cruel habit of calamity prepared the strong impression thou hast made for this last day did fly night's twentieth shade since i at length escaped the sable seas when in the meantime the unrelenting priests of waves and stern storms tossed me up and down from the isle ogygia and now god hath thrown my rack on this shore that perhaps i may my miseries vary here for yet their stay i fear heaven hath not ordered though before these late afflictions it hath lent me store o queen deign pity then since first to you my fate importunes my distress to vow no other dame nor man that this earth own and neighbour city i have seen or known the town then show me give my nakedness some shroud to shelter it if to these seas linen or woollen you have brought to cleanse god give you in requital all the amends your heart can wish a husband family and good agreement not beneath the sky more sweet more worthy is than firm consent of man and wife in household government it joys their wishers well their enemies wounds but to themselves the special good redounds she answered stranger i discern in thee nor sloth nor folly reigns and yet i see the outpour and wretched 
in which i conclude that industry nor wisdom make endued men with those gifts that make them best to the eye jove only orders felicity to good and bad his pleasure fashions still the whole proportion of their good and ill and he perhaps hath formed this plight in thee of which thou must be patient as he free but after all thy wanderings since thy way both to our earth and near our city lay as being exposed to our cares to relieve weeds and what else a human hand should give to one so suppliant and tamed with woe thou shalt not want our city i will show and tell our people's name this neighbour town and all this kingdom the phaeacians own and since thou seem so fain to know my birth and madest to question if of heaven or earth this earth hath bred me and my father's name alcinous is that in the power and frame of this isle's rule is supereminent thus passing him she to the virgins went and said give stay both to your feet and fright why thus disperse ye for a man's mere sight esteem you him a cyclop that long since made use to prey upon our citizens this man no moist man is nor waterish thing that's ever flitting ever ravishing all it can compass and like it doth range in rape of women never stayed in change this man is truly manly wise and staid in soul more rich and more to sense decayed who nor will do nor suffer to be done acts lewd and abject nor can such a one greet the phaeacians with a mind envious dear to the gods they are and he is pious besides divided from the world we are the out part of it billows circular the sea revolving round about our shore nor is there any man that enters more than our own countrymen with what is brought from other countries this man minding not but his relief a poor unhappy wretch racked here and hath no other land to fetch him now we must provide for from jove come all strangers and the needy of a home who any gift though ne'er so small it be esteem as great and take it gratefully and therefore virgins give the stranger food and wine and see ye bathe him in the flood near to some shore to shelter most inclined to cold bathed bathers hurtful is the wind not only rugged making the outward skin but by his thin powers pierceth parts within this said their flight in a return they set and did ulysses with all grace entreat showed him ashore wind-proof and full of shade by him a shirt and utter mantle laid a golden jug of liquid oil did add bad wash and all things as nausicaa bad divine ulysses would not use their aid but thus bespake them every lovely maid let me entreat to stand a little by that i alone the fresh flood may apply to cleanse my bosom of the sea-wrought brine and then use oil which long time did not shine on my poor shoulders i'll not wash in sight of fair-haired maidens i should blush outright to bathe all bare by such a virgin light they moved and mused a man had so much grace and told their mistress what a man he was he cleansed his broad soiled shoulders back and head yet never tamed but now had foam and weed knit in the fair curls which dissolved he slicked all with sweet oil the sweet charity the untouched virgin showed in his attire he clothed him with then pallas put a fire more than before into his sparkling eyes 
his late soil set off with his soon fresh guise his locks clans curled the more and matched in power to please an eye the hyacinthian flower and as a workman that can well combine silver and gold and make both strive to shine as being by vulcan and minerva too taught how far either may be urged to go in strife of eminence when work sets forth a worthy soul to bodies of such worth no thought reproving the act in any place nor art no debt to nature's liveliest grace so pallas wrought in him a grace as great from head to shoulders and assured did seat his goodly presence to which such a guise he showed in going that it ravished eyes all which continued as he sat apart nausicaa's eyes struck wonder through her heart who thus bespake her consorts hear me you fair-wristed virgins this rare man i know treads not our country earth against the will of some god throned on the olympian hill he showed to me till now not worth the note but now he looks as he had godhead got i would to heaven my husband were no worse and would be called no better but the course of other husbands pleased to dwell out here observe and serve him with our utmost cheer she said they heard and did he drunk and eat like to a harpy having touched no meat along before time but nausicaa now thought of the more grace she did lately vow had horse to chariot joined and up she rose up cheered her guest and said guest now dispose yourself for town that i may let you see my father's court where all the peers will be of our phaeacian state at all parts then observe to whom and what place you are to attain though i need usher you with no advice since i suppose you absolutely wise while we the fields pass and men's labours there so long in these maids guides directly bear upon my chariot i must go before for cause that after comes to which this more be my induction you shall then soon end your way to town whose towers you see ascend to such a steepness on whose either side a fair port stands to which is nothing wide an enterer's passage on whose both hands ride ships in fair harbours which once pass you win the goodly market-place that circles in a fane to neptune built of curious stone and passing ample where munition gables and masts men make and polished oars for the phaeacians are not conquerors by bows nor quivers oars masts ships they are with which they plough the sea and wage their war and now the cause comes why i lead the way not taking you by coach the men that sway in work of those tools that so fit our state are rude mechanicals that rare and late work in the market-place and those are they whose bitter tongues i shun who straight would say for these vile vulgars are extremely proud and foul-languaged what is he allowed to coach it with nausicaa so large-set and fairly fashioned where were these two met he shall be sure her husband she hath been gadding in some place and of foreign men fitting her fancy kindly brought him home in her own ship he must of force be come from some far region we have no such man it may be praying hard when her heart ran on some wished husband out of heaven some god dropped in her lap and there lies she at road her complete lifetime but in sooth if she ranging abroad a husband such as he whom now we saw laid hand on she was wise 
for none of all our nobles are of prize enough for her he must beyond sea come that wins her high mind and will have her home of our peers many have importuned her yet she will none thus these folks will confer behind my back or meeting to my face the foul mouth rout dare put home this disgrace and this would be reproaches to my fame for even myself just anger would inflame if any other virgin i should see her parents living keep the company of any man to any end of love till open nuptials should her act approve and therefore hear me guest and take such way that you yourself may compass in your stay your quick deduction by my father's grace and means to reach the root of all your race we shall not far out of our way to town a never felled grove find that poplar's crown to palace sacred where a fountain flows and round about the grove a meadow grows in which my father holds a manor-house decked all with orchards green and odorous as far from town as one may hear a shout there stay and rest your foot-pains till full out we reach the city where when you may guess we are arrived and enter our access within my father's court then put you on for our phaeacian state where to be shown my father's house desire each infant there can bring you to it and yourself will clear distinguish it from others for no shows the city buildings make compared with those that king alcinous seat doth celebrate in whose roofs and the court where men of state and suitors sit and stay when you shall hide straight pass it entering further where abide my mother with her withdrawn housewiferies who still sits in the fire-shine and applies her rock all purple and of pompous show her chair placed against a pillar all a row her maids behind her set and to her here my father's dining-throne looks seated where he pours his choice of wine in like a god this view once passed for the other end of your abode address suit to my mother that her mien may make the day of your redition seen and you may frolic straight though far away you are in distance from your wished stay for if she once be won to wish you well your hope may instantly your passport seal and thenceforth sure abide to see your friends fair house and all to which your heart contends this said she used her shining scourge and lashed her mules that soon the shore left where she washed and knowing well the way their pace was fleet and thick they gathered up their nimble feet which yet she tempered so and used her scourge with so much skill as not to overurge the foot behind and make them straggle so from close society firm together go ulysses and her maids and now the sun sunk to the waters when they all had won the never felled and sound exciting wood sacred to pallas where the godlike good ulysses rested and to pallas prayed hear me of the goat kept jove the unconquered maid now thoroughly hear me since in all the time of all my rack my prayers could never climb thy far-off ears when noiseful neptune tossed upon his watery bristles my embossed and rock-torn body hear me now and deign i may of the theasian state obtain pity and grace thus prayed he and she heard by no means yet exposed to sight appeared for fear to offend her uncle the supreme of all the sea-gods whose wrath still extreme stood to ulysses and would never cease till with his country shore he crowned his peace end of the sixth book